0: Hi, I'm Oliver Pinneger, the best marketing intern to be will, has ever had, and this is episode 152 of the Two Bob Brothers and a Microphone podcast, where we talk about the people, process, and technology to work together better inside enterprises. This episode was recorded on March 2nd, 2018. In this episode, Danny and Tommy talk with Bob Meads, a colleague that Tommy worked with many moons ago. They find out what Bob is focusing on nowadays, which is primarily applying augmented reality to the manufacturing industry. Learn about what's coming in the next couple of years and why Bob is so excited about the opportunity to mix real-world objects with the new methods of interaction. As a bonus in the conversation, you'll get movie references to The Matrix and Spaceballs, those Ryan boys aim to please. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Two Bald Brothers in a Microphone podcast. This is one of the Bald Brothers, Danny Ryan. I'm here with Tommy Ryan. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? Good. Good. Welcome back. I think the last couple podcasts, you haven't been there with me. It's just been the lone bald brother. So good to have you back here. Tommy's here in the room. We've got three folks in here. We have Bob Meads. Bob Meads, how are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing? The man in the flat. The man in the flat. The man in the room with hair. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. And Bob wanted to learn what not to do for a podcast, and I told you, Bob, I, 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 we can we can show you what not to do. For That's a outstanding! Podcast. I can I can use all the bad experience I can get. Learn from others. That's an, a very important thing. Absolutely important thing. So, um, just to get us kicked off here, how do you guys know each other? What's the background between uh, Tommy Ryan and Mister Bob Meads?
0: Well, we met back in the days of Siemens, so. Uh, Bob is more that traditional engineer that uh, knew about HMIs and programming, and and my kind of world into the programming world was going to Siemens. I was a chemical engineer, and looked at Siemens as a way to get into information technology. Yeah, and uh, we met there, and we were on a, a hotline. Yeah, WinCC customers. hotline on yeah.
2: Alpharetta. That's right. That's right. And uh, I had just gotten my degree. Um, I was uh, ex-Navy submarines, and then I um, went to school to be a a software developer. So my first job as a software developer was Siemens, and then Tommy came on, and he was um, more of a technical sales had uh, had uh, lots of fun experiences with uh, large customers, mm-hmm. if I can remember. and oil yeah, oil. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he taught me how to talk nice to customers and <laughs> things like that. So uh, had a lot of great experiences, and, and uh, we've certainly
1: kept in touch from our Siemens days. uh, In everything you guys learned about technology comes back to the relationship with Emilio Matt. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, Emilio. Surely he's going to be listening to this at some point. How you doing? (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. So that's a um, neat background. You've stayed in manufacturing now and then started your own company. Tell me more about that.
2: Well, I've actually got two companies. Um, I started a company called iQuest uh, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago this year when I left Siemens, if you can believe it. And uh, I started out doing um, consulting for WinCC, which is the SCADA uh, that Siemens has. And uh, I knew quite a bit about it. And I branched out into... um, um, doing entire plants, doing PLC programming uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, I got a partner, we have a machine shop, we build panels, um, and I'm always kind of looking at what's coming next, what technology is coming next. So uh-huh. I've kind of progressed with that. And when the iPad 2 came out, we started it, uh, looking at ways that we could use that out on the plant floor okay. other than just, hey, here's a portable computer, because that's not the point of a mobile device, right? So mm-hmm. um, we started a company called IQ Agent, and we're looking at this iPad, and my partner Patrick Muir and I were kind of sitting around thinking about, okay, how can we do this? And he said, well, let's do uh, a SCADA client, an HMI client, but put it on an iPad. And I said, well, that's not interesting. You know, that's what they already have. They already have those screens. And we pitched a few ideas around. I think he got a little irritated with me because I kept knocking them down. Uh And, um, you know, know, finally he says, well, uh, what do you want to do with it? And I said, I want to look at the plant through my iPad. And when it sees a machine, it recognizes, I want it to pop up all the data that we have about that machine. And mm. that's what IQ Agent does. And so we, we started, got a, we got a developer, we started banging out code, uh, got a prototype in late 2011. Uh, we put in for a couple of patents that we were awarded. And so we uh, started IQ Agent and that's about
1: 80% of my focus today. Wow. And then you started get, and this is, you, the background has been primarily with Microsoft software, and now with the you're, and you're getting into the AR stuff now. So it's Hololens. And, well, it's well, how did um, things come along.
2: We're actually doing with with IQ Agent. We started out on iPads, which uh-huh. is iOS, because the iPad two was really it was the first hardware that could run what we wanted to do. It had an accelerometer. Uh-huh. It had a really good camera. Uh, it was fast, and people wanted to use it. You know, so um, so we started developing for that. And as other people caught up, like Microsoft came out with uh, the Surface tablets, yeah. um, and then and so we we created a client for that. It's up on the Windows Store as well. Um, and then the wearables, uh, when Hololens came out, uh, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. We were very uh, interested in it. And what we always wanted to do was do a fully augmented reality uh, application. So the Hololens allowed us to do that. Now with uh, Apple, they have AR Kit which we've created another version of IQ Agent called IQ Agent AR Uh that works with tablets and phones, uh, and it allows us to do similar things um, that, that we can do on the Microsoft platform. And we also have an Android version. So we're trying to hit
1: all the platforms that people are going to use with it. Interesting. So now it's your your you've moved beyond just Microsoft and looking at sort of what is what's the device that somebody has in their hand typically. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right.
2: We and we we like doing native apps because mm-hmm. we take like with the Hololens, um, we can use the stuff that Hololens has to put out uh, holograms out on the plant floor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, place pieces of data, documents, and schematics around uh, the areas of the equipment where it makes sense. We do that in other ways out on iOS simply because it's a different platform. It's got different strengths and weaknesses. Nice.
1: I love that you're passionate about this stuff. I can tell. <laughs> I, really I can is, tell you're excited about it. I, and that's am, wonderful. That's I, just good stuff. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I, I really, I actually have goosebumps. So, so you um, tell me more and start me off at a, at a high level. Sort of the you were you were earlier describing the you now. I know virtual reality is you're in. Uh, completely different place, you're not seeing anything about reality, and then you have augmented reality where it's combining... What you see with additional information. Yeah. Just imagine I don't know. I know this is going to be tough. Right. Imagine I don't know anything about what you're talking about. What? What? Just give me a definition of the, what well, the different types of reality are.
2: This is this is kind of important, and I see a lot of questions like this. Uh-huh. Um, virtual reality is when we're creating an entire world, mm-hmm. and and uh, so gaming is a really good. Um, uh, use of this, you know. So if you think about Halo, or you think about some of these other games, where you put a headset on and everywhere you look, you're looking at that world. Now mm-hmm. at this point, you can't see the real world, so you have to kind of restrain yourself. You can't you can't do virtual reality in the middle of your kid's playroom because you're going to start stepping on Legos and tripping mm-hmm. over furniture. So uh, virtual reality basically we're just recreating everything. Then we have uh, what we call uh, informed reality, which is really just kind of like a heads up display. When you have a, a live view, maybe through a camera, and we're just popping up relevant information based on things in there, it's not really part of the world, mm-hmm. but uh, we see it. So, if you watch football um, and you see they, they they do the yellow lines for the mm-hmm. first down and things like that, you know, some people call that augmented reality. Some call it informed reality, where they're putting up data. Augmented reality, basically, what that means is we're actually creating computer-generated objects that look like they're part of the real world. So, um, you know, you could put out a globe uh, and and you're viewing it through your mobile device and you could walk all the way around the globe and you could move the globe and you could see the globe and Mm -hmm. it would look like it's actually there, maybe sitting on your desk, uh, you know, but it's not. So we're viewing that. And then uh, we have uh, what Microsoft, I believe, has started calling mixed reality. And the difference between augmented reality and mixed reality is the level of interaction and occlusion. So... um, With augmented reality, a lot of these apps, if you put something up uh, and somebody walks between you and where that object apparently is, you don't lose sight of that object. You know, it's still kind of in your field of view with mixed reality. It's different, you know. If someone walks between it, then you wouldn't—you know, you, you may not see the object, or if—if—if if, if it's behind a door, it might occlude part of it. And plus, I have the ability to interact with that. Um, and, and Microsoft uses the term holograms. So I think it's mm-hmm. uh, dead on. It's, it's really relevant, but that's. Kind of, does that answer your question yeah, about yeah. the different types of realities that uh, that are out there now? You
1: should have come in here this morning and, and had a red pill and a, and a blue pill and say, Danny, which one do you, you want? Know, I left them out in the car, man. As, you know. <laughs> I'm to start breaking do out my... you want the truth or, Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, start breaking out my... You're you going to start talking about jacking into the Matrix oh, and stuff right. like that? No, <laughs> leave that alone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I watch that movie every week. <laughs> <laughs> um so so where are we going? so you um let's talk about what you're working on now where you see this going what what's what's t- t- give me a paint the picture there well augmented reality is really augmented
2: reality and mixed reality is what we're um, very very interested um in iq agent and when i first launched the product back in 2012 we called it practical augmented reality uh-huh. because what we were doing is basically what we could um we use QR codes to identify pieces of equipment. And, you know, there's a lot of cool technology out there, object recognition, network triangulation, and stuff like that. Uh, none of that stuff is really deterministic. Uh-huh. And and a lot of that stuff is uh, not really ready for the plant floor. And when you start trying to add... Um, infrastructure to support your app in a plant that's pretty much when you get shut down but QR codes are are, are no problem Uh so we use QR codes and we had the idea of creating points of interest out in a plant just like Google Maps Um, but a point of interest in a plant might be a motor it might be the output of a production line or whatever and so our original app it, it would find that QR code it would scan it it would know exactly what equipment it was and where it's at and then it would pop up what we call a POI display uh, we show live data uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the PLC or the SCADA system. You could chart it. We could pull up the schematics. We could watch a video on how to change filters, filter, stuff like that. Now, since um, Apple has come out with ARKit, we can go one further. So we use the same backend, the same POI configuration. But now when we scan the QR code with ARKit, it uses the POI to tell it what data is relevant to this AR scene. Mm-hmm. And it also gives us a physical frame of reference so that when i place objects like um, a, a speed by a speed sensor or something like that we have a frame of reference so i know that it's going to stay there mm-hmm. so um what we're doing with ar kit is is basically that we're using the the qr code you scan it and then you can create a scene uh, on a machine by placing you know live data points around sensors videos, you know, voice recordings, schematics, around the areas where it matters. So like if there's a filter, I might place a a video of how to change that filter, right where the filter is or something like that. And you can actually save that. And then anyone else using the IQ Agent AR app, scans that QR code that seems instantly created um, right then. So it's not just on that mobile device, it's global. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're really excited about that. and the, the beauty of what augmented reality does, and it's a game changer. I mean, this this is a paradigm shift happening right now. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll explain why I think that in a moment. But basically, with augmented reality, um, one of the things is we can place data in context to the real world. We don't have to think about it. And uh, I think we talked about this before, but if you if you know about manufacturing plants and plant floor, we've come full circle in about 30 or 40 years because before we had programmable logic controllers, When we built machines, we had to put all the indications and the measurements about how it was doing right there. That's where it made sense. So we Uh would have valves. We would have gauges. We would have lights. It's all wired in, right? And so we could look at the machine, and we could know what what's doing. Well, when we got uh, PLCs in the the 70s, after the transistor was invented, it, it allowed us to create programmable logic controllers. And so we didn't have to have all this physical information right there. We would put the sensors in, and then we would wire it back to a computer. So now you've got a guy in a control room that's looking at a at a really a virtual representation of that machine. Maybe yeah. it's a motor or a pump. And yeah. I've got a little drawing of a gauge and it's got a little needle on it. <laughs> and I've got a, a pressure indicator, I've got a temperature indicator, but it's all in the computer, right? Yeah. Well that's great because I can be in one place and see all the information about the machine. The bad news is you're not at the machine. Yeah. You can't so if if a, a maintenance guy walks up to a machine today, he can't see anything because all that stuff is sitting on some 2D display somewhere. Mm -hmm. This is the problem that we are solving. Um, And so with augmented reality... I can take all the visualization components that are on that SCADA screen and actually place them in context of the real world, augmented reality, so I can put my gauges and my dials and my switches right back where they need. And I can use that. I can see that on my mobile device. I can see it on my HoloLens. Mm-hmm. I can see it on, you know, I believe that Apple's coming out with some glasses. Tim Cook, get on that, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I can see it on my Apple glasses. Uh-huh. Um, and so it, it's full circle. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, the reason why I think this is such a paradigm change is because there are a lot of electronics manufacturers out there that sell displays, yeah. HMI displays that, that people are putting their expensive OEMs or embedding uh, these HMI displays. Why? So that people can see information about the machine when we have augmented reality and the operator can just simply put on a pair of glasses or pull out their phone and view the machine through that, they can not only see all the information about the machine, but they can customize it and put it exactly where it makes sense to them. And they don't have to pay the price for that panel. We don't have to pay somebody to wire it. We don't have to buy that electronics. So I think that very soon all of these electronics manufacturers that are creating these HMI displays and panels and things like that are gonna be getting a lot
1: less sales because of the rise of, of augmented reality. And traditionally manufacturing is a technology laggard. It's interesting yeah. to see this, well, where you have a technology that's coming into play where it could actually drive innova- the well, innovation into I, I other tell you, industries.
2: Tommy and I were talking about this. Uh-huh. And
1: when Tommy
2: and I were at Siemens, You know, we both remember when Windows NT came out Mm -hmm. and uh, it took a long time for the plant floor to get on Windows NT. And then remember, I think Windows 95 had come out and uh, it took a long time for people to really embrace that and and things. Mm -hmm. And and what do you think? The lag was like, you know, really five to seven years for new technology for plants. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing with things like augmented reality, you know, I've got some major customers using this. Uh, major household names, pharmaceutical companies, textile companies um and every every big company that I get into and i 'm successful with i'm selling to the same job title, and that job title has something like either external technology acquisition mm-hmm. uh, you know uh innovation things like that and basically part of these these people's job description is to go out and look at new technology mm-hmm. augmented reality internet of things, mobility. And and they, they know that they can profit from these, and they know the use cases of these types of things. So they have people going out and looking to go out, identify technology, doing a pilot, doing a use case, see if it's really going to work, and then they go roll it out. That's where I've been really successful getting my
1: technology into some big companies. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when... um. So right now, we're it's what like what's sort of are people prototyping this now inside of organizations or how are what's the what does it look like as it stands today are they are, if I went to a typical manufacturing plant are they do you see people with hololens on or do you where like how far off are we from from that being uh, something that's a part of
2: well the, the big way? yeah the I mean the biggest thing I've actually sold product for people who. Only want to use Hololens, okay. but you don't see people with Hololens a lot out on the plant floor. It's still kind of big. It's still okay. kind of bulky. Um, you know, Microsoft came out a couple of months ago and said, "Hey, we have a you know the the Hololens has this certain safety rating. Uh, there's okay. some bigger safety ratings that people want, but it's just the Hololens is great. It's cool. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, uh-huh. look at some of the videos." But it's not something I could comfortably wear okay. for a long time, okay. uh, you know. And then there's other factors like you know when you start uh, putting things in people's field of vision and they're out on a plant floor, yep. you know, then safety, yep. right? Yep. So um, with the Hololens, you, you know, uh, we're seeing it mostly in labs, okay. and we're seeing it in environments where they know the technology is coming, they know that it's going to be useful. Um, the the headset, the hardware, is not quite yep. ready. However, it's coming. Um, Hololens, and this is my opinion. Now, Hololens is so far ahead of anything that's on the market that they announce they're going straight to generation three in twenty. Yeah. You know, I think in twenty nineteen, they're not even doing Gen two. And I believe that that's because, um, you know, there's other stuff out there. Daikari's got a pretty good solution. It's kind of expensive, in my opinion. You know, there's some kind of pros and cons on it against the HoloLens. Magic Leap, we don't really know if they have anything yet other than lots of money because we haven't actually seen anything. Uh, Vuzix has got some nice stuff. I'm still kind of d- digging into that. But nobody has the really comfortable safety rated glasses yet. Okay. I predict we're going to see those in 2019. And when we do, and this is this is a point that somebody made, you know, uh, we've got the, uh, the IQ Agent AR app for our iPhones and for uh, iPad Pros, and so we're placing data in context of the real world, and you can hold the tablet up, and you can view these you know data points as if they're part of the real world. Mm-hmm. Now. That's really cool, but it's not as useful as regular IQ agent where you just scan the QR code and you got the data, simply because I have to hold my arm in a place Mm -hmm. to see this data. Mm -hmm. And so people say, well, that's not as useful, and they're correct. They're absolutely correct. So I said, Bob, why did you spend all this money (laughs) creating this app? And I did did it because I know that we're going to get Apple glasses, and the day those Apple glasses come out, my IQ agent AR app is going to be from very cool to this is something I have to have okay. on the plant floor because yeah. now we're hands free and you just put the glasses on and then IQ agent works we see this data. So uh, you're I know building
0: that, the app you can build the apps now all right, you can build so- them now. Wow. You're Absolutely. And then it yeah. Yeah. Even more powerful. Well, the
2: thing the thing is, one of the unique things about the business model we have is if you take somebody who's just doing AR, they're banging out AR and say, hey, here's a HoloLens and here's our AR app or here's our Daiquiri, whatever. Um, if you're not using it as AR with that platform, it's useless. It doesn't help you. So unless you can find an immediate use case, you're not going to get your ROI. You know, HoloLens is $3,000, you know. Daiquiri glasses, I think, are like, you know, 5000 with IQ Agent, you can put it out there right now, and it's going to work on any iPhone, any iPad, any Android device now. If you want to get into AR, great. It already works. You go get an AR-capable iPhone, whatever, it works. If you want to do HoloLens, it just works. So there's, we've tried to reduce that risk of having too much technology uh, you know, and, 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 and things like that. We've tried to really reduce that. But, yes, you can build it now. You can use it now. And I call that
1: future proofing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything you said after you said the word daiquiri, so that just sort of threw me off. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Friday, you, you know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not that kind of daiquiri. Daiquiri actually
2: a cool company. They they've got yeah. this. And have you, are you familiar with? I am their, not. No, I'm they familiar have a with daiquiris, but not that. Yeah, these don't. These these aren't flavored daiquiris. Okay. Okay. But daiquiri is D A Q R I. They they have. Uh, an augmented reality helmet, which was it was pretty expensive when it came out, but uh-huh. you can build um, augmented reality apps, augmented reality based procedures. They've just recently come out with glasses that uh-huh. are a lower cost that so you can do the same uh-huh. thing. They use a different method than say um, than Hololens does. Uh-huh. It's all voice controlled, voice and gaze, where Hololens uses gestures. And to you know personally to me, um, you know the Daqri system is nice. But I like using gestures. And I think going forward, um, you know, when we talked about a paradigm shift uh, away from 2D displays, that includes the keyboard and the mouse. Mm. All right, those are just those yeah. are the beta maxes of UI, yeah. you know, and those things are going away. When we get our glasses, I don't want to pull up a virtual keyboard and type stuff on it. Why would I do that? I want to do gestures. I want to speak. I want to use voice.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: want to point at things uh, and interact
1: in that way. And so gestures are really just a natural extension of that. And I haven't heard anything you said since you said the word helmet. I've been thinking about spaceballs. Yeah, oh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I get the same thing, man. And it, it's funny. I watched that movie. I just cackle. I cackle my butt off. You know, see and that your movie Schwartz is, is as as big dark as that's yeah, right? <laughs> let's yeah, see dark it. helmet. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's funny, oh. and you know, it's uh, John Candy's role yeah. in that. You know, the, 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 the I'm a mob, park man, park dog, man, <laughs> dog, my own best friend. Yeah, my son just looks at me. It's like, what are you doing? You <laughs> you know, he just he, he doesn't get that kind of humor.
1: Well I've seen um the places where Tommy and I have seen the um in particular the HoloLens is um, one is we saw there's a demo that Microsoft does where, where there, you have people collaborating. We do a lot of enterprise collaboration. Holoportation. And the, yeah. the idea of people working um, across Microsoft Teams and being in different locations and seeing physical objects together and, and working on those objects. That's one place we've seen it yes. where micro, Microsoft's trying to drive sort of this is where we can go with this. It's not only you don't even have to be in the same room together right. to interact with something yeah. like that. Which well, is cool. and that you know the the whole idea
2: of holoportation or hol- holographic uh, collaboration, and they show the the demo where the you know the guy and his daughter comes in and you know mm-hmm. and um, I, I think that's coming. I mean, you have to have yeah. pretty specialized equipment right yeah. now to you know to actually have that experience, but people want that experience, and um, you know there's a lot of science fiction books out there. Uh, that that talk about um, you know a, a, a time when you just kind of go into a room and then now boom you're in a meeting and it's just like you're there. Um, I think that's coming as well, you know, because mm-hmm. we're we're going to have that technology. Basically, all you're going to have to do is uh, digitize yourself and have an um, you know and and have an avatar mm-hmm. that can be recreated and, and emojis. well, but, but <laughs> I, you know I was going to bring that up because we already Apple has already shown us and I think you can do this on on Google now. But the anemojis where it's actually it's doing what you call a dot scatter on yeah. your face. Yeah. And then basically the, the size and angular changes uh, of those dots gives you feedback and so the you know the the animoji can actually mimic your facial expression. Well, mm-hmm. think about that. Extend that out a little bit and um, then we can easily imagine an avatar of ourself having a conversation with someone somewhere else mm-hmm. and it's just like we're face to face because why why do we want to meet with people face to face it's because we convey information through body posturing and yeah. facial expressions mm-hmm. and you don't get that over a phone call mm-hmm. and you don't you don't necessarily get it as much over a video call but with you know where i think that
1: technology is going you would get all of this stuff and i think it's
2: part of it so mm-hmm.
1: Tommy and I were talking this morning about emotional bank account. I just want to have these hollow to put them on. And when my wife comes in the room to see her, emo- maybe I don't want to see this her emotional <laughs> bank account. It's yeah. the whole idea of uh, whether That's you're, you're yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a heads up display on some people's. Well, you bank know, the, the, the thing is we're going
2: to a part where <laughs> we're, you know, you, you talk about the singularity mm-hmm. and uh, are you guys familiar? Ray Kurzweil's work, you know, and he's, he, we're all going to be robots in 2045. That's basically, <laughs> That's where where he's going with it. He's not crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's written a lot of books on it, but um, I do believe that we are constantly digitizing ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's going to be to a point of where if you have augmented reality or mixed reality built into uh, glasses, contact lenses, direct brain implant, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, if I had that technology, why would anybody ever create a physical sign? Mm-hmm. Why would anybody create directions? Yeah. You know, you you would, in the real world, it would be featureless buildings, but everybody's augmented, and they see the 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 signs, and they they see the lights, and you know, and things like that. I think ultimately that's probably where it's going. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I've I've read science fiction stories that you know talk about the ability, kind of like you said, where um, if I didn't like somebody in the room it would erase them out of it. I literally would not see that see them. They literally not see me. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Seriously, Tommy's you know. like I
1: haven't seen Danny in years. <laughs> it's <laughs> like we're in. <laughs> <here> he <goes. laughs> yeah. Why is that coffee cup floating? <laughs> well, the other I mean the other place that we that Tommy and I have seen it is um there's a, a <laughs> A restaurant that creates an addictively delicious chicken sandwich. Oh yeah! Um, And they, the whole concept of building out new stores and prototyping new stores. They basically had a room with uh, that they could work on these on prototyping what the the next version of their store was and seeing that. Um, so I think that's another place where people, you know to, it, it's a physical thing too. So that's they're simulate, trying to they're trying yeah, to simulate exactly. what's the next version of um, a store look like. In terms of flow, of, yes. You know, how do you serve the customer? Where is this going to go? How is this going to affect when I put it here? And yeah. the talk about
0: introducing, say, a new product that you want to sell. Well, how are you going to make it? Where are they going to stand? How does that flow in the store? Yep. And, and is that viable?
1: Because they're always
0: competing with. The footprint, yep. and yeah, making sure they give the yep. best customer experience. Well, you
2: know, IKEA does that. You know, mm-hmm. IKEA actually has an app that allows mm-hmm. you to say, yeah. "Hey, I yeah. want this table," yeah. and you can actually put it in your room. And it's—I believe yeah. that it's scaled exact, and you—you mm-hmm. yeah. you see exactly how it's going to look and will it fit in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, Coca-Cola has an app, and it's really for vendors uh, that they, if they want to get one of the new Coke machines that does all the mixing and stuff it shows them what it would look like and things like that. I foresee um, these types of apps where I'm trying on clothes or I'm trying on, you know, mm-hmm. certain things and it basically just portrays it on you. I mean, I think there's already stuff out there that does the same yeah. thing.
1: Yep, Yeah. yeah. We're coming up on our 30 minutes. When you're talking about stuff you love to talk about, it just flies by, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. And um, I'll share everything. We were joking about uh, what not to do with podcasts. I I wish you best of luck. And my only piece of advice is just do it. Yeah. it's Just do it. It's it's not going to be – it's like anything. You just have to try going after it for a while and uh, and also with anything just have low expectations. Yeah, <laughs> so really, you know, with, the, and then and then build and then learn yeah. and then build and then Well, learn.
2: that, you know, marketing and things like yeah. that, it's just not going to happen overnight, yeah. you know. You you can't just create a Twitter account and yeah. have 50,000 followers the next day that yeah. mean anything. And it's the oh, same thing well, you can pay for them and have fifty. Well, it, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, but they don't mean anything. They really don't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. But um, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you
1: guys. Absolutely. You guys, are, you guys have a great business. Well, thank um, you. you. Know, appreciate I, I appreciate I appreciate working with you. Yeah. So, hey. Stay in touch, and next time maybe you'll bring, the, bring some stuff with you to show us as well. Yeah, we'd, well, we'd have to do a video version of this, but I do have <laughs> some really cool stuff to show. Um so yeah, would love to do that. So tell me are you uh what's the best way of people to get in touch with you? Is it through a website, is it through Twitter, is it through something else or well
2: if you just go to IQ IQagent.com, IQ A G E N T we've got videos on um all the different platforms. You can see what IQ agent looks like on the HoloLens on the nice. realware HMT one, which is a wearable, um mm-hmm. something that we're we're very excited about on the iPad. You can uh if you have one of these devices, even an iPad or an iPhone we have a demo kit that you can download that's got the QR codes, and you can just scan it, and you can create AR scenes, or you can see exactly how it looks. So that's really the best way. If you want to take a look at the product or get in touch with me, go to iqagent.com. That's iqagent.com. Excellent. <laughs> you want to say that three more times? There you go. i got to get my announcer voice out.
1: You want to go to HGP? <laughs> Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.